just quickly before we start this episode, I totally forgot to mention, guys, next week is one year of the podcast and I am holding a bottomless brunch in Manchester. So if you want to come along with me and some of the other girlies that listen to the podcast and literally just go for a bottomless brunch, it's in Manchester, Sunday the 26th. The link is going to be down below. It's £37. The bottomless brunch menu is on the ticket page. We're going to have so much fun. Please come and join me. Mwah. Enjoy the app. How are we doing? Happy Sunday. Welcome back to another episode of your favourite podcast on Spotify, on Amazon, on... What's the other one? Apple, Google. I don't actually know where my podcast's available. I think it's just those four. <clears throat> That's the four I've put it on. Oh my god, she's lapped again. Guys, when I film this podcast, I have the perfect view of just like outside my window. Um, and this girl came running around earlier and she's just like come back now running the other way. So I wonder where she lapped around, because that was quite a while ago. I'd love if you could um, DM me your route, hun, because <clears throat> I'm looking for new routes. Anyway, welcome back. How are we doing? I'm just going to crack open my Pepsi Max, if you don't mind. Oh, yes. Um, today we've just got plain Pepsi Max. Oh, I didn't even bring my pink straw. I've got my clear straw. Gosh, my Instagram is going mental. One second. Sorry about that. Let me have a drink. Whoa. Pepsi Max straight out of the can. With the strawberries, so fizzy. We were in Copenhagen this weekend, right? And my boyfriend's favourite thing in the world, Sour Patch Kids. Other than me, Sour Patch Kids. Mine, Pepsi Max. And we walked past this shop. It was called Normal. It was like a savers, but it was the layout of Flying Tiger, right? Um... And I feel like I kept calling that typo on the weekend. You know when you say something, you almost have like a bit of a flashback. Like, I feel like I wasn't saying tiger. No, I was saying tiger. Was I saying typo? Anyway, um, it was like that kind of layout. And we went in and I was like, oh, Pepsi Max. And he was like, do you want Pepsi Max? I'll get you Pepsi Max. And I was like, yeah, but I really want a can. And it was in a bottle. And then I was like, well, there's not a can. So I'll have a bottle. You know, I'm a Pepsi Max lover regardless. Um, but that made me realise, no, I'm not. I'm a Pepsi Max, don't get me wrong. Pepsi, if it's going to have to be out of a bottle anyway, grab me a Pepsi Max. But why is Pepsi Max out of a bottle so much worse? My boyfriend had it and he was like, do you know what? I actually don't like Pepsi Max. And I was like, oh, don't fucking start me with this because yes, you do. Just Pepsi Max out of a bottle, different breed. And where were we the other day? Or was it the same? Oh, it was the same trip. Um, but then we were in a corner shop a few days later and they had Pepsi, sorry, hello, we're just going to detour a minute about my favourite drink in the world. And then we were in a corner shop and I got a little Pepsi Max out of a can because I was hungover, hungover with Pepsi Max, slaps, sorts you out completely. Um, anyway, so I got Pepsi Max and he had a sip and he was like, oh, so different out of a can, isn't it? And I was like, so different. But anyway, when you put a straw in the can, it does get very, very fizzy, almost like it's out of a bottle. Like, literally, it gets so fizzy in your mouth, like a bottle. But tell me why. Do you know what? I might have to even get rid of the straw. Tell me why as soon as I pour it out of the can and into my pink glass with some ice, is it no longer that fizzy out of a straw? What is that about? Is it all the same Pepsi Max? And is it the way that it's kept? Like, obviously, I know if I pour this out of a can into the cup, it's the same Pepsi Max. You know, I've watched it. But in a bottle and in a can, how does that taste so different? 
I mean, obviously, it's just the way it's kept. But anyway, sorry. Hello, guys. Today, <clears throat> we are talking about imposter syndrome. I am a little bit nervous. I'm not nervous. But this is the first episode in a while where I've kind of thought, oh, shit, get your facts straight. Which is quite funny because why? Imposter syndrome isn't as serious as, say, I don't know, some of the other topics I've had. Or maybe even as controversial as some of the other topics I could have said something a bit worse on. But for some reason, loads of you guys asked me um, for this on on my Instagram. So I was like, okay. And then for some reason... I kind of sat down. I was like, right, imposter syndrome. And I just didn't know what to write down on my laptop. Um, I got the definition from Google. The persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills. And that's how I see imposter syndrome, right? To, to the... What's the word? To the word. To the T. To a T. That is what I think. You don't believe that you deserve your success. You feel like a fraud. You feel like an imposter, one might say. Um, But then I asked you guys, do you feel like you're an imposter? Which we'll get on to. And then I read your whys and I was like, I think we're all seeing this as something really different. And then I started to watch some TED Talks and whatnot and all it was was people giving their own experience. And I was like, no, I want someone to talk about imposter syndrome. And then I listened to a little moment of Stephen Bartlett's podcast. I didn't like it, which I'll talk about right at the end. And I was just kind of like, right, where are we going with this then? So I'm going to come into this episode, talk about some of your guys' opinions and why you feel like you feel like an imposter. Do you know what I mean? Like your why? Why do you feel like you struggle with imposter syndrome? Obviously, I'm going to share my opinion. I'm going to give you little drips and drabs of other opinions that I've found. And all in all, we're just going to have a big chat about it. So I feel like this Pepsi Max is going to make me need to burp in the episode. So apologies in advance. I really need to burp. <sighs> Never mind. So, of course, everybody's opinion is similar-ish, right? Because they can't stray too far. We're talking about imposter syndrome. You can't have that much of a different opinion on what it means. Because it is what it is. It's not like, I don't know, this is just in my head because of last week. Work to live to work, work to live. It's not really open for interpretation. It's like, that is what imposter syndrome is. (laughs) But they, they just differ slightly. Some people think it means you don't feel good enough to even try. Like some of your wives were like, I don't even want to apply for this job because I don't think I'm good enough. Uh, You do succeed and then you don't feel worthy of it. Um, You overwork to compensate for not being good enough. You may hide your achievements. I quite liked this one, not liked this one, but related to this. You might hide your achievements because you don't feel worthy or you're almost like, embarrassed by it because you don't feel like you should have been given it in the first place um blogosphere (laughs) i was about to say for some reason no we're not doing that anymore that's what this episode is literally about blogosphere nominated me for vlogger of the year excuse me all of the vloggers in the world and you picked me as one of the five 
for vlog well, not all not in the world i'm pretty sure it's uk all the vlogs in the uk and you're gonna go ahead and pick me in your top five there are so many people who have so many more subscribers get so many more views didn't get it did not understand it um was embarrassed for people to find out because I was like, they're going to think, I don't know that it's just not very le legit. They're going to think like, oh, they've pulled you from thin air. Um, I remember I put it on my story, obviously, to be like, wow, oh my God, thank you so much. Like the last thing I'm ever going to do if someone, you know, gives me, nominates me for an award like that or something is ignore it. But I put it on my story. I didn't really tell anyone. I was on a Greece trip at the time and in Greece I don't know why I said a Greece trip I was on a trip in Greece and I didn't tell anyone but I also didn't know them and I don't really yell about what I do if I don't know people anyway again probably because I'm embarrassed by it and don't feel like I deserve it but I do we'll get on that's a whole nother part of the podcast um yeah I just didn't tell them because then it was like oh my god vlogger of the year whoa I'm like whoa relax guys casual i'm not vlogger of the year anyway some of them seen my story and they were like oh my god like what is this oh my god alana still love this girl with all my heart one day i'll move to australia and me and alana and the girls will be besties but alana was like oh my god literally had known me about two days oh my god that's so amazing i'm so proud of you like tell me more what does that mean oh my god wow my mum texted me and she was like i'd be reading a lot about it like it is legit like they go through everybody and they pick and i was like oh, this is just, like, embarrassing because I feel like a lot of people are going to see that and think that I don't deserve that, like, will be confused, maybe as confused as me. So I understood that, hiding achievements. Sorry, didn't mean to go on so so much there. Um, and then negative self-talk. Just, yeah, negative, negative self-talk towards yourself. A lot of people see as imposter syndrome. So... There were a few different things that I'd heard. So let's go on to... We'll go on to my opinion a bit later. But I want to I want to get your guys' opinion. So I asked you guys, do you struggle with imposter syndrome? Guess how many fucking of you said yes. That doesn't even make sense. Guess how fucking many of you said yes. Also, someone commented on my vlogs the other day like, you're swearing a lot more now. <laughs> Not what I mean, but she was like, I've been watching your vlogs for ages and it's like so funny how much more you swear now. One, I am nearly 22, not 16 anymore. Um... So that means my parents can't tell me what to do as much. Um, I do naturally, I don't know if this is a really bad, unfeminine thing to say, but I don't really mind because it's who I am. I do swear quite a lot in everyday conversation. Just like that, like I say effing a lot. I say shit a lot. I, I really do say effing a lot. Like it's something I say a lot. And it's not great, but also it's just a word. Um, so yeah, sorry if you ever think I'm a bit, not vulgar, crude. Um, but guess how many fucking, how many fucking, what? How many of you fucking said yes? God, I got a bit overwhelmed then. 84% of you said yes, I struggle with imposter syndrome. 84% of you. What? More than four out of five people. Eight out of ten. Eighty-four percent of you said, yeah, I feel like I don't deserve my successes in life. What? 
11% of you said, no, not really. And 5% of you said, I'm not really sure I get it. Like, I don't get what it is. So I said, okay, why do you think you struggle with imposter syndrome? What is it that gets you? And what is it that puts you down? Why do you feel like an imposter? I never believe in slash take pride in my successes and I always strive for the next. That was one. To me, that's the epitome of imposter syndrome. Doing something and feeling like you don't really know how you got there, you didn't really deserve it, all right, on to the next. Being working class at a rather upper class privileged uni, again, almost feeling like you're not deserving of being there. Landed a huge job and thought, why me? Very sad. You'll get onto that later. Um, oh, I loved this one because I feel like it's something we can all relate to at the moment. I say all, assuming you guys are all in the exact same position of life as me. Post-grad. Post-grad, I feel like this is something that we can relate to or even post-sixth form if you never went to uni. Like your last, coming out of your last school experience. Without school recognition, grades and feedback, etc., I now have to figure out what success is by myself. The same person, they should literally have a podcast, um, also said this. I have little concept of talent in myself. I always think if I can do something, literally anybody that has the same resources can do the same. I feel this a lot. I feel this one a lot. Okay, I've tried to word this now a good few times because I'm trying to read off of my notes, but I'm not very good at reading off notes. But I feel this a lot with my job sometimes because I don't take huge, like, pride isn't the word, recognition maybe isn't the word. I don't scream and shout about my job necessarily because I don't really understand why me. That doesn't mean that I don't think I deserve it, because I do, because I know I work hard. And I have worked so hard for like five years now, which is why I do feel like I deserve it. Because I do believe that other people don't work as hard as me. But if they did, I believe they could be me. Do you know what I mean? I don't think there's anything other than my hard work that's kind of got me here. Like, I don't think it's talent, creativity, prettiness, if you will, because of the industry I'm in. I don't think it's that I'm the funniest person there is. Other than my hard work, I don't really take much credit for my job, if you know what I mean. Like, I believe anybody, and I do believe this with my whole heart, to be honest, because I think everybody has their niche, and I think maybe that's the difference in my job is that I do believe anyone can do this because I do believe everybody has a message, an entertainment, a talent, a something to share, almost except myself. I think I think the only thing that's got me here is my hard work. Feeling like anything I can do, if I can do something, everybody can. And I don't think I ever realised how true this was. And in uni, this is literally bound to come off in the wrong way. There's bound to be someone listening to this who's gonna go that fucking bitch and I'm sorry (laughs) but just bear with me because I'm about to sound like the girl in GCSE who complains she got an A not an A star I almost don't really get (laughs) 
I'm really sorry. This is going to sound so bad, but I'm just trying to elaborate on the thought. I don't get how... Oh my God, this sounds so bad. How some people didn't do that well. But that's not me discrediting them. That's me discrediting me and them and the whole university experience and the university in itself because I just didn't take that credit. I just did not credit myself enough for just clearly being good at the subject. I literally thought I was winging absolutely everything. Yeah, I did put some hours in, but not more than a lot of other people. And I just didn't really get it for a long time. I was like, I don't understand almost what I'm doing that you're not. Like I would look at my friends who were way more creative. I'm not just saying this. Like my friend, oh, I'm not gonna name names. A lot of them, most of them, to be honest way more creative than me their work was like aesthetically so much better than mine like miles better they were technically as in i mean technically as in on photoshop with editing with a camera with do you know what i mean i don't mean technically as in like they were technically better than me like they had more technical skills than i had and i just honestly was like i just don't really get it And it almost made me feel bad because I was like, I'm not sure why I'm doing better than you. (laughs) I think this is some kind of fluke. And it was just that I wasn't giving myself enough credit. I was clearly good at what I was doing. And I don't even know why now that sounds really embarrassing to say, like to give yourself that credit. Like clearly I was just good at the subject, which sounds like such a bratty thing to say, but it shouldn't be because they were and they are way more creative and technically skilled in that subject we did than I would ever be but A-level art just taught me how to fucking write to a mark scheme and I had that I probably wish I had their talents because they'll go on to do better things than me now but I've definitely experienced that before not understanding like thinking if I do something anybody can like I don't have anything special necessarily to me god that's gonna come off. I hope that doesn't come off bad. But you know what I mean? Just giving yourself credit where credit's due. Because there are special things about you. Not everybody could do what you do. But we are gonna talk about that a bit more. Back to the school thing quickly. I think it's so interesting. Okay, so I can't strive for an A anymore. A first anymore. I can't even strive for, I don't know, 100% attendance anymore. So what what am I striving for? What next? How do I almost get that validation that I'm not an imposter? Like, where are we going from that? Someone said, I see the process gradually. So when I get there, I find it hard to congratulate myself because it's not like you've just jumped into it. You've like, you've seen every single step. So when you get there, you're like, well, I knew I was going to get here, which I understand as well. Someone said, I play it off as lucky. Like, I just think I'm lucky and I don't understand why I've got here. Someone said, I feel like I'm living a different life. Like, in a dream, surely this isn't my life. Okay, so I've told you a little bit about what I think just there. And little different struggles and things that I relate to. I think imposter syndrome is rather extreme. The title in general, right? And I added this on the way back from... I was just at the coffee shop planning this whole podcast. And I added this when I got onto the tram. Because having a little wobble, feeling the fear of what you're about to do, wondering if bloody hell are you going to pull this off, all super normal. 
let's not label ourselves as having imposter syndrome for just feeling some anxiety, feeling a fear, feeling this little niggle of doubt when you go to do something new, when you go for a job interview, wondering, oh God, am I going to get it? Do 84% of you really feel like an imposter in a room? You're in a room that you belong in. You're in a room that you deserve to be in. You're in a room that you have worked really, really hard to get in. And do you genuinely feel like a fraud, an imposter? You do not understand why you're there. Or are you just a bit anxious about being there? Because I think very two different, like two very different things. One is, I'm going to go ahead and say healthy amount of anxiety. And one is like a problem. Like feeling like a fraud, feeling like an imposter in a room. Very different to just like being a bit anxious, not not thinking you're going to get it or being nervous to go into the interview or wondering if you've done enough prep for the test or something but feeling like an actual fraud like feeling like an imposter that you really 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 do not deserve to be there and you have no idea how you've got there I think is a very different thing and I almost just wanted to put that in the beginning because I think we are throwing around imposter syndrome quite casually And I probably will in this video, which is almost why I just wanted to say, I do think there is a huge difference between like imposter syndrome and yeah, a healthy amount of anxiety when trying something new. And I really hope that 84% of you don't genuinely feel like a fraud or like an imposter. Um, Okay, so I'm sure you all know this about me. Again, something else that could get me in trouble here. I don't believe in luck. Which does make it quite hard to not credit myself for my own successes. Um, Because I just don't believe in luck. But almost like I just kind of explained, I've now realised that I try and almost credit a different external factor, which is my hours of work, time spent working, which of course is still credit to me because it's still me doing the work, etc. But not to like my brain, not to my knowledge, my creativity, my passion. Like I almost credit my time. It's almost like I have imposter, not imposter syndrome, like I said. I feel like I don't want to throw this around really casually now because I don't think it is a casual thing as such. But I am going to throw it around a bit casually, which is why I did that little bit of a disclaimer. It's almost like I have imposter syndrome to my abilities, my creativity, my knowledge, how clever I am, how passionate I am. And I just value, I think I deserve things because of the time I spent on them as if time is all I have to offer to this world (laughs) and to the project that I'm doing. Like all I have to offer is time. So if I put in loads of time, then I definitely deserve it because no one else has put in as much time as me. Do you know what I mean? Which is almost a discredit to myself still. And then I also added this in on the tram back because I was listening to Emma Chamberlain's podcast. And I do think hard work is still something to value because it shows discipline and it shows passion. And I should still value my hard work and still give myself credit for working so hard on something. Because, yeah, a lot of people don't have necessarily 
the willpower, the ability, the discipline to work hard. So it's still something you should value, but it's almost like you should value the discipline, the effort, the passion that comes with it. Not like time spent on a project or if the effort and the passion didn't necessarily equal the result, do you still value those attributes? Whereas I think I value time spent equaling in a um, success or a result. Like I don't, it's not the effort and the discipline and the passion that I value that makes me want to work hard. It is quite literally the hours spent that I think I value. Anyway, I do credit myself with being a hard worker. (laughs) If there's one thing about me, I can work hard for something that I want. Ask anyone I know three things about me. What's three things about Megan? I guarantee, which is quite sad. I guarantee you every single one of them, which is amazing and thank you so much guys, would, would call me a hard worker, would say that I work hard. Which is, which is almost a bit sad, isn't it? Um, I'm sure they'd say other lovely things as well. They'd probably call me creative and passionate and intelligent and generous and kind and all these other things. But I guarantee you they'd all call me um, a hard worker. And I think it's because, to me, everybody has the ability to work hard if they want to. They maybe don't. So I'm like, well, if I work really hard, then I deserve to be here. I feel like I might be repeating myself now a lot. Now that I've now that I've done all of these notes. I'm like, maybe you've already said this. <laughs> but do I struggle with imposter syndrome? No, because I think I deserve the things I've got. But I only credit the things I've got to the time spent on them. Nothing else. Not my creativity, not my knowledge, not my passion, not my drive, not my cleverness. Quite literally, I think I deserve them because I know I've spent five years making YouTube videos. So I feel like I deserve X, Y, Z because I know that I've worked super hard for five years. Not because I'm funny and people might actually like me, etc., etc., etc. Oh my God, move on. Back on my theory of luck. You all, you all know, I think luck is a bit of bullshit. I think luck is used to discredit hard work, which is exactly what we're seeing here with imposter syndrome. I don't know why I just blabbered all about hard work so much. This is where I should really edit my podcast and probably take some of that out, but it makes it less fun if I edit them. Yes, I think luck is a way of, luck is literally only ever used, I think, to discredit hard work and to discredit good things that happen to you. Again, I don't want to sit and over bloody explain myself because now I feel like I've done it a lot. Privilege, very real very different thing. You're all smart who are listening to me. You all know where I'm trying to go with this. I don't want to sit and over explain myself, but I'm not discrediting how real privilege is. It feels dumb to even like do this disclaimer, but you've got to cover your own back sometimes. I'm very privileged to be in the job that I'm in. And I had a very, very privileged head start. My parents could afford to buy me a phone. My parents could afford to buy me a laptop for Christmas for sixth form, which I then went on to use to edit my videos. I have the privilege of being white in the influencer industry. There's a lot of odds in my favour towards this job that I do. However, I don't think I got here by luck. A lot of odds in my favour, a lot of privilege coming my way. It was a lot easier for me than it would have been for some people, 100%. However, I do believe that from that, from that head start, it's not luck that's got me to where I am today. It was 
the passion to do this. I absolutely loved this. I didn't mind putting in the hard work. I didn't mind putting in the hours because I loved it. It wasn't luck from that point of head start of privilege. I strongly, strongly, strongly believe that luck is essentially where hard work meets opportunity. You cannot have one without the other. So in in reference, talking about that girl earlier who got the job in a big tech company and was like, oh my God, I don't deserve this. I don't know why me. No, you weren't lucky to get that job. It wasn't like, oh my God, you got picked at random and you were so lucky you got that. You'd worked for that job. You had worked years for that job. And maybe you hadn't. Maybe it was a new field and you just got the job. That is your path. That is what you were destined, not destined to do, because I don't necessarily believe in that. But you worked hard. You searched and you searched and you searched for the job. You went to the interview. You got the interview questions bang on. You had what they wanted to hear. You worked hard, even if that was scrolling LinkedIn at 3am, and then found that opportunity. Your hard work met your opportunity. And that's what that is. Do not ever discredit that to luck. Some people might see the opportunity coming up as lucky. I think I also just don't believe in luck because I just don't believe in like coincidences. I don't think things happen by chance or by accident. Like you were always going to do that. That was always on your path. Maybe it seems a bit random. Maybe it's come out of the blue, but it's not luck. If that was going to happen to you, that was always going to happen to you. And that is meant for you and you deserve that. Hard work met opportunity and it got you where you're supposed to be at this point in life. Never discredit. I think I just hate luck and say luck is bullshit. I don't believe in it because I just think people use the word luck to discredit hard work. Oh my God, I'm so lucky. I got like one over a first and I managed to bag a first. That's not luck. You fucking worked for that one mark. It's not luck. Like, yeah. That's why I've got a problem with lucky girl syndrome because I'm like, you know that was always going to happen to you, right? I do believe in like, if you look for the good, good will come to you. But that's a whole nother episode. And I also don't believe that's magic. I just think that's you finally trying to point out the good things just the same way as if you look for the bad, you're going to find a lot of bad. You're going to see more rubbish that day on the streets because you're actively looking for it. You're going to see more people frown at you because you're looking for it. Whereas if you're in a good mood and you're smiling at everybody, you're going to see all the smiles that are coming back to you. It's not magic. It's just you're trying to point it out. Anyway, God, bit of a ramble, ramble, ramble. Let's stay on track. I believe imposter syndrome is not feeling worthy of your successes and always trying to prove you are. But of course never really getting there it's like you're running on a treadmill but you're trying to cross the street like you're constantly trying to prove that you're worthy of where you're being so you keep going to the next one up but feeling worthy is a mindset not a place so you're going to keep running on that treadmill and you're never going to get there if you don't change your mindset as i said i listened to some ted talks um one ted talk said there was four components to imposter syndrome anxiety perfectionism self-doubt and fear of failure I think the main thing here with imposter syndrome and in that thought is self-doubt. Imposter syndrome to me is just simply not feeling worthy of where you are. Fear of failure, I feel like is almost a little bit of a different thing. However, I do think all of those other three components, fear of failure, perfectionism, anxiety, can all be solved or way lessened if you have a higher level of self-worth, which to me means proving to yourself that you can do things and not like I just said not running on a treadmill proving you can do it from one to the next from one to the next 
proving you can do it and you're worthy of it. So not chasing the thing, the job, the pay rise, the boyfriend, chasing that next PB in the gym, reflecting, sitting, reflecting, being like, oh my God, I set out to do this task and I proved to myself that I can do it and congrats and look, you can do anything that you put your mind to and well done and, you know, just some positive bloody self-talk when you do prove to yourself that you can do hard things not then feeling like you need not not doing the hard thing to find the validation but doing it to just prove to yourself that you are capable like if you don't feel capable a very easy way of showing yourself you are capable is quite literally that showing yourself you're capable going into the gym and picking up that heavier dumbbell and being like oh look I could actually do that it was just my mind it was just you versus your mind so I think a way to get I have a whole episode on self-worth which is a lot better put together than this episode (laughs) um yeah but go and have a listen to that but I think a simple way to combat self-worth is positive self-talk while proving to yourself that you can do hard things do you know how much self-worth comes from accomplishing something if you then pat yourself on the back when you do it and also if you do it to just show yourself you're capable not to show other people you're worthy or for validation like purely just because you want to show yourself that you're capable of more i think if we're also struggling with self-doubt and imposter syndrome if you will we also need to realize why we feel this way has it come from someone else telling you you're not good enough has it come from someone else's negative talk in the past is it totally self-inflicted and you just do not believe in yourself is it less obvious than that is it are you a bit like me and it's like you don't necessarily not just des- think you don't deserve to be here you just don't really credit yourself in terms of your talents and your attributes etc why is it that you feel this way I think it's super important to think of a success in the past and don't say oh my god no I don't have any successes rubbish CBA with that when have you felt proud of yourself when have you done something successful and not successful into in comparison of like the 20 year old billionaires on Instagram like when have you done something genuinely successful in normal people <laughs> everyday life give a presentation at uni did like work take on your idea did everybody at work like your idea did you save up for a new coat a new sofa a new table just the last time that you put your mind to something and you did it and you did yourself a bit proud did you think oh but i just read that magazine that had really good inspiration and i took my idea from that it wasn't even my idea did you think oh yeah, well, it was a group presentation. I didn't even really say much. Do you think, oh yeah, well, I found a fire in an old coat. So like, I didn't even have to save up as much. Like, did you give credit to something else? Did you, if it wasn't an immediate, yeah, I did that actually. That was all me. I hyped myself up and I went in front of of the uni class and I gave that presentation. If it was anything other than, yeah, a little nod to yourself. Yeah, I did that. Well done. Why did, why are you crediting something else? Why do you feel that it wasn't you that did that? Do you, when you think of success, go, yeah, little pat pat on the back, that was me. Or do you instantly think of something else? Or do you even start joking about something else? Like, oh yeah, I've no idea how I pulled that off. Oh my God, yeah, I pulled that one out of the bag. Oh my God, no idea where that came from. 
no, no, sometimes it does feel like that because it's like, whoa, like it was really last minute and I like I did work really hard, but I wasn't expecting it to go that well. Like that's a bit different, like being nice and surprised at like a really good result. But we just joke and put ourselves down all the time, innit? When's the last time you did something that you should have been proud of and you just didn't give yourself enough credit? Go back and journal about it and give yourself that credit. And why are you not giving yourself credit? Do you genuinely believe that that wasn't you? Do you genuinely... And also, if you do genuinely believe that it wasn't you, Jesus Christ, the universe is on your side then, isn't it? That's a good thing. Look, you're not even believing in yourself and the universe is and other people are. You think you don't deserve to be in that job, but they hired you. They hired you for a reason. They didn't accidentally hire you. No one's going to come away and kick you out and go, oh, sorry, Nancy. We meant to hire Sarah. No one's going to do that. You deserve to be there. And everybody else thought you deserved to be there. So start taking some pride in it, girl. Or boy. (laughs) You are good at what you do. And you deserve to be where you are in life. The universe is not going to give you challenges that you're not ready for. I think that's about it for me. Because I'm going... I'm going back and forth. And I feel like I'm repeating myself a lot now. But there are some things I want to leave you with expect it and welcome it it means you're growing i do quite like this but this is what stephen bartlett said and he said if you're not feeling like an imposter in the room you're in you're in the wrong room because you're not growing and you're not in the right place that i don't like and i don't agree with (laughs) because surely the goal is to be in places and around people that push you to grow and feel a little bit scary but you still feel worthy of being there and this is where i think imposter syndrome is thrown around a bit too casually he has this three minute moment and he's like if you don't feel like an imposter in the room you're in you're in the wrong room no you shouldn't feel like an imposter in any room you should have a healthy level of anxiety maybe of like oh gosh like oh god i hope i say the right thing like oh this is a bit nerve-wracking You shouldn't feel like a fucking fraud in the room. (laughs) You shouldn't not believe in yourself that much because that's not going to get you anywhere. If you're in a room full of people that are quote unquote better than you or more successful than you, whatever that's supposed to mean, and you feel like a fraud, you're not going to get much out of it because you're just going to be there the whole time feeling like a fraud, not saying anything, not speaking up, not feeling confident to do anything about it. Will you ever feel ready to walk in that room will you ever feel absolutely anxiety free no maybe not but you should feel worthy of being in that room you might not feel like a hundred percent you're ready and you have the exact knowledge and you can answer every single question but you should feel confident confident in yourself and you should feel worthy of that space ready no worthy yes and i think that's just where that gets a bit mixed up um and lastly i'm gonna leave you on this if you're ever doubting your knowledge your creativity ever doubting that you don't know enough you're not going to be able to answer all the questions you're not going to interview well whatever the best healers are still healing and the best teachers are still learning i love you guys a lot have a little journal about if you think you're worthy of success. If not, why not? And if you do, you can give yourself a little pat on the back and write some affirma- affirmations and maybe even journal about like where that's come from and 
why you do feel so worthy of success? Is it something that you've always felt? Did you just have really supportive friends and family and give credit to them and give them a little text and say thank you for turning me into a great, wonderful, confident woman or male? I'm going to live... live, Oh my god, my brain is doing that thing where I feel like I've spoke for too long and I don't even know why because I've literally not spoken to another human yet today and maybe that's what it is. Maybe I should have warmed up. I love you all a lot and I will see you next week for the one year anniversary episode. I love you a lot. Technically that is today, but I've missed a week so we're not celebrating until it's episode 52. I love you a lot and I will see you next week. Bye!